Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. Hey Tribe, what's going on? Welcome to the Brief Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, your host. Um, so I'm excited for today's show, um, today's podcast journey. Usually, like I always say, um, I look at these opportunities to be able to pour on the podcast as a way for me to, it's very healing in a lot of ways, right? All the, all the platforms bring something different, but I think that there's a relationship with the podcast that allows me to be able to tap into an even, an, an even deeper level of authenticity. Not to say that my YouTube channel or events don't fall into the same vein, but I find that when it's just you and a microphone, you're able to expose wounds in a way that when you're worried about how things are perceived while being in, while standing in, in front of someone, or if you're worried about body language and, and how things are being um, registered or the feedback that you're giving people when you're standing or when you're being recorded, it makes things a little different. But I feel like there's a level of authenticity and vulnerability that I'm allowed to be able to experience when I'm just when it's just me and a microphone in my tribe that's listening. So I always take so much healing or even a deeper level of healing from these experiences. Um, so I'm excited to be able to pour into our topic for today and 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 to especially talk about um, being on the on the heels of our last podcast and, and developing more of a consistency of. Of, of uploads now that I have somewhat of a routine back in place with the whole new season and the new normal. So I wanted to talk about today something that's been coming up for me a lot in conversations I've been having with clients, friends, family members, and that's the idea of feeling wronged. Feeling wrong, being frustrated about a certain outcome, being frustrated about a situation, being frustrated about the actions of someone else, being frustrated about how something was brought to your attention that maybe you weren't even aware of, but then you're not necessarily given the opportunity to be able to expand upon or to give feedback to how you perceive things or or how your perception of things didn't match up to what you felt completely blindsided by someone else. Or perhaps it's in a, a, a situation that you're thinking that everything's perfect and then someone completely comes left field and shares some information with you and doesn't necessarily come with an open or a willingness to allow you to change your relationship to how they see you, but they come with a predetermined um, identity of who you are based off of the feedback or based off of whatever they were experiencing, unbeknownst to you, unbeknownst to you. Right. Where do you go when when moments like that happen into your life? Because I tell you what often happens, what often happens. And and this is personal, my personal experience, as well as conversations, is that usually when you feel wrong, usually when we feel wrong, there's there's an innate desire to right that wrong. So if someone comes in and they say something or if they say, Fahim, you hurt me by doing X, Y and X, Y, and Z. First, I'm not a huge believer that I have the power to hurt someone else. I take responsibility for my actions, but I think we give each other permission to hurt us to the extent that we do hurt us. So I think a lot of times I try to regain that power, but let's just assume someone were to present that to me and say, Fahim, you hurt me um, because you were this or because you were that or because you said this or because you said that. And the way in which they said it, they made it with a very matter of fact, definitive, this is who you are to me. 
you know, I would feel wronged rightfully, right? Maybe I did, maybe I was completely oblivious. Maybe I wasn't aware of it. If I wasn't given the opportunity to meet whatever that person was sharing with me, to come from a place of, hey, well, first of all, I didn't even know that you were receiving this information from me based off of this. My mind wasn't even on that plane, right? Let me let me let me explain it from my perspective so that hopefully it can can change even a little bit the way you see me in that space. But when someone comes and they share that information or that insight with you and they're so resolute and this is who you are to them and they don't give you an opportunity to speak to your truth or speak to your perception or your perspective so that you could probably hopefully somewhat alter their predetermined notion about your actions and who you are. It's. It's extremely frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. And I think a lot of times when I talk about, and I, I promise this this will all tie together, but a lot of times when you talk about forgiveness or frustration or being met with certain moments like that, I think it's easier to say when you're able to come to some kind of resolution, even if it even if that resolution is I don't fuck with you and you don't fuck with me, but at least you're able to arrive at that place through dialogue. But when someone comes in and makes a predetermined notion or determination of who you are based off of whatever feedback they're getting that you're completely unaware of, and they take that right from you to be able to speak your truth and share your perspective about how you were embodied in that moment with hopes that it can somewhat change or hopefully impact the way that they view that moment when they rob that from you, when they take that from you, when they don't give you the grace or the opportunity to be able to meet them on that moment, it's devastating. And if, and if I'm being honest, it's very cowardly as well, in my opinion. You know, I, I'll go back several years ago, for those of you who don't know, I had a huge opportunity. I was working on opening um, this really cool concept for a gym slash cafe. It was going to be the Apple and Starbucks of movement. And it was located in this place, um, Brickle, Miami. And I remember that the entire investment came to about $3 million, if I'm not, if memory serves me correct. So I spent all year, I get the funding for it. I, I, I sign and and me and the investor were happy as someone that I worked with in the past. I take a year off of work and I'm working on concept design, layout, interviewing employees, costume, logos, trademarks. And after a year into it, the person with whom I went on this investment was completely, completely pulled a rug from up under me, or at least attempted to. And I remember being so taken aback by it, I was devastated. Because here's what here's what bothered me more than anything. I didn't understand where the hell this was coming from. Like I never forget the phone call that I got and the person just said, um, you know, you know, after you cut through the bullshit, the person just said, hey, um, this is something that I no longer want to do. Um, I want I want out. Uh, <laughs> And, and I and, and I can't I don't know I can't say ver, verbatim what this person said because I remember being so dumbfounded. It was almost like a twilight zone moment because I'm like, here we are, the day before we're about to break ground into something that we've already been developing a year in the making. And I remember friends and family members being like, hey, what happened? What happened between you and this person? And I had no clue. I swear to you, 
I still to this day have no idea. And in fact, I remember coming to this person saying, hey, well, you know what? I had other people lined up who wanted to invest in this company. Would you mind giving me a couple weeks to be able to find someone that can stand in your place? That person was like, no, absolutely not. But here's the funny thing about it. We had already put money in escrow or in the LLC. So the money that $3 million or a little bit over $3 million, if memory serves me correct, had already been in that LLC, right? So technically, based off of my rights as, uh, as a co-owner for this company, I didn't necessarily have to release the funds. I could, I could have said, okay, well, screw you. This is still a year of my life. I'm not going to just throw it out, um, throw it out the window because you're in, you know, for, for whatever reason, you're, you're changing your tune for whatever reason, for whatever reason. And I remember, I'll never forget. I remember calling my mom because I was, I mean, they had been in town. We had walked this space together and I was, you know, it was a little bit of a hat in hand moment where you had to check your ego and be like, man, I can't believe I'm at this space. To be honest, I can't believe I even have to make this call. You know, I can't believe after showing all this excitement that this is something that potentially may not come into fruition. Now, I remember calling my mom and saying, you know, I don't have to release this person. I don't have to give this person this money back. And she told me, she said, yeah, but would you want to build something off of that kind of energy? Granted, son, I know you spent a lot of time already and dedicated a lot of energy and effort into what you're trying to create or what you're attempting to create, but would you really want to develop something with that kind of energy? And I remember when I, so long story short, I end up letting the person go. I gave the person back their money. I never spoke to him again. And it was such a learning moment for me. It was such a learning experience. In fact, I still have that blueprint from that, from that location and framed at my house because it reminds me of a lot of the lessons that I took from that. But the one most important lesson I took from that is that that person would not even give me um, the respect or the opportunity to be able to meet that person where they were so that I can have a better understanding of what happened. So that I would be gifted the opportunity to share my perspective on whatever it was that they had taken or had experienced, or maybe it was feedback from a friend. Maybe it was, I had no clue and it was stolen from me. And that I had a hard time settling into that or accepting that. I mean, I remember trying to travel all over the city to find this person. You know, I remember trying to call this person over and over and over. And this is after the deal was done. This is after I gave the person the money back. I just wanted to know what the fuck happened. And I felt like it was my right to know what happened. It was my right to be able to speak to my truth in that moment so that even when we went our separate ways, I was still given the opportunity the respect to know exactly what happened, to know exactly what role I played or could have played or what I could have done or what I did. And I remember having a, and it brought, it brought that moment back to me because, you know, it took me a while to make peace and look back at that moment now as a beautiful learning opportunity. And I was having a conversation with a client of mine who, had, who was going through something similar with a really good friend of hers. And this friend had completely blindsided her with a lot of the feedback on what she felt that person was presenting to them, right? 
and he, and she gave her this long um she gave her this long uh, speech about how she wasn't living up to her friendship, how she had let her down in certain cases, how there were trips that they would go on. And she did something that she didn't really speak to at the moment. But now that she looked back on it, she really realized that the relationship changed since then. She had um, she had they had gotten in an argument six months ago. And, you know, she felt like the person had said something that really rubbed her the wrong way. And it came from and she felt like it was a lot of hate and malice and how it was presented. Um, there is an investment opportunity that the person didn't necessarily share with that friend and they felt like they were overlooked and how they would have appreciated that friend to come and and stories like this happen all the time in different ways some clients say it through relationships of that feeling as if they're being blindsided some clients say it through their work some clients say it um, through their family dynamics some and it always comes to the same point where a good percentage of them are allowed that piece that comes from, okay, let's get to the bottom of what's bringing this up. And if you're blessed to be in that situation, as frustrating as it is, you truly understand how blessed you are when you're given that opportunity to at least get to the bottom of what the fuck is going on. You know, when you get that spill from your friend or when you get that, or when you're in a position like I was and you get the rug pulled from up under you and you can at least have someone speak to what happened, it gives you a lot of peace in at least knowing. So what do you do or how do you make peace if, if that's taken away from you? If that right to figure out, if that right to be able to re-represent who you know yourself to be in the eyes of the person that's giving you that long lecture about how you let them down, if you're not allowed to be given the space to hold space, to speak to your experience, to speak to what you're experiencing in that space or in that moment. If you're not given that, how do you how do you resolve? How do you find peace within yourself if that's being taken away from you? If it was taken away from you, how do you find peace with that? How do you hold how, how do you hold and embody that experience knowing that for you what you feel like it's needed for that closure isn't going to be provided to you? Now what? It's a powerful question. It's a powerful question. And and there may be a few of you who may not have ever had an experience like that, but I, I challenge that. I'm sure we all have run into moments where we feel like a lot of the decisions or the opinions or the feedback or, or the resistance that has showed up for you, not often, but sometimes you weren't given the opportunity to clarify what your intentions were or to re-represent the narrative to you or to or to create or to pour your own experience into it. Whether the person said it and disappeared, um, whether the person made a bad comment and didn't own up to it, whether someone talked shit about you and you didn't really, you weren't able to attach it to anyone in particular, whether you had a client and they completely fucking disappeared, whether you were an interior designer and you had this deal and you went to this person's house and the person never returned your phone call, there's always, I'm sure there's an experience, if you really think about it, where there was an opportunity where you felt wronged or you felt robbed from that closure. And the reality is, is if you haven't met one of those moments, chances are you probably will. So then where do you go in order to find that closure when what's required or what's needed for you to develop or for you to arrive at that closure is taken away from you? Now what? Where do you do? Where do you go? I had to figure that question out and it took me a long time to figure that question out or to find the answer to that question. I had to come to terms with 
I had to free myself from needing that from that person. It was okay for me to embody how frustrated it was. It was okay for me to embody feeling robbed from that moment, feeling as if that person was just such a coward, wasn't able to kind of meet the moment and at least tell me what the hell happened. Like, I, I mean, I was frustrated and I had to own and be able to feel like I can tap into those emotions without judging myself. But I also had to free myself from that moment. I also had to free myself from that experience. I had to go on my own journey of giving myself, allowing myself to permission to let go. And a lot of that frustration and that anger and that resistance, it was keeping me in that moment. It was keeping me, it was holding me back. And I was limited in my evolution as a person because I was still in that space because I felt like what I needed in order to move on was taken from me. Plain and simple. So today's show is, is is more or less an opportunity to just to just speak to that. If you're in a moment in your life, or if you've experienced a moment recently that made you feel as if what was being presented to you not only didn't represent who you truly were, but it was presented to you in a way that was very harmful and hurtful, but you weren't given the opportunity to meet in the middle for that closure that's needed or for that understanding that's needed. Whereas I can connect and 100% feel you for feeling as if you deserve that, you're entitled to that. What happens if you don't receive that? Do you just limit your growth? Do you, do you stay in that experience? Do you soak and become the victim of that situation? Rightfully so. I think anyone, given my experience, would be like, bro, you could fucking be a victim in that one. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a pretty victim. Yeah, that's victim right there. Yeah, I could see that. Or are you, can you instead look at it as an opportunity for growth? I wasn't allowed the opportunity to figure out what, what, what went wrong or if I did anything wrong to be able to look at it and see what I could have done differently. So here's what I would tell you. Allow yourself to be able to completely free yourself from that experience and become at peace with knowing that that closure that's needed, that's dependent on someone else may not come. And that's okay. The second important piece in that chapter is that if you're not given that insight, if you're not given that opportunity to understand where where these things are coming from, where that point of view came from, what happened, when it happened, free yourself from analyzing and analyzing and analyzing and analyzing that experience because you'll drive yourself crazy trying to figure that out. Let it be as it is and assume that, hey, you know what? If this person wasn't, if this person didn't love me enough to level up and have enough courage to say, okay, this is what I experienced and this is why, then let's make, a de- let's make a decision at that moment to just leave that experience and leave all that judgment where it should be, which is in that moment. Don't carry that over into your next day, into, your, into, the, into, into the future of your life. You know, another piece that's also just as important is the, the relinquishing of judgment. You know, we go our entire lives being loving and thoughtful and kind to, to people outside of us. But when it comes to ourselves, we can be the most harmful people in the world, in the planet, to ourselves. And a lot of that ego judgment is the cause of that suffering. 
you know, I have a friend of mine, a client of mine who um, spends so much time, he spends so much time looking backwards on how he could have righted a lot of the wrongs based off of his actions. And although I can see a lot of myself in him, I'm constantly reminding him that the decisions that you made was based off of the awareness that you had at the time. Therefore, whatever you had gone through was needed in order for this next stage of your purpose, this next stage of your development. To curse or to challenge what you had experienced would be to curse and to challenge the entire beautiful tapestry of your overall evolution as a human being, as a spirit, having a human experience. You're supposed to look back on moments or, or it's right for you to look back on moments with a different perspective and a keen level of awareness and wisdom now and see where, okay, if I were to do that now, I would do it a little bit differently. You're supposed to, but to carry the judgment that comes with that, to give yourself the power to think that, okay, if I would have done this, then perhaps this would have happened differently or this outcome would have happened differently. That's not a loving act. So I often believe if you feel inspired to share something, if you feel inspired to connect or to speak about something, me in particular, that there's always, that there's often somebody or a collection of people that need to hear it. So I hope whoever is going through something in their life who feel like whatever storm or whatever season they're in, they're not given that opportunity for that closure that's required or that's dependent on someone else meeting them on that space. I hope that you find the awareness to embody the principles or some of the tools that I had mentioned on this call today or this show today so that you can arrive at a place of peace. Because it took me a long time, a long time to finally make peace with that experience given everything that I poured into it and the manner in which it came to its conclusion. So I hope that there's an opportunity, as always, for you guys to be able to pour a little bit of love or light based off of something that I've been able to share to breathe that into your life with purpose and intention. Guys, thank you for tuning in and thank you for going on this journey. Um, talk soon. Cheers. Bye. Hey, Tribe. So if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we